Well, hello and welcome to this sort of episode of the British Sitcom History Podcast. Uh, I am Alan. I'm here with Gareth. Hello, sort of. <laughs> yeah, it's not really an official episode because we're not looking at a, a show today. This is more of a roundup of Series 1. We've done six shows over Series 1, encompassing 12 episodes. And there's going to be a, a few months off before we, we get on to see Series 2. In the traditional sitcom sense, we're doing six shows per series. Because we're British sitcoms, none of this 23-episode nonsense. <laughs> yes. But I, th- I thought it'd be nice just to have a bit of a roundup, have a kind of a, a chat about everything we've looked at. But also, I've prepared a little quiz for you to test how much you've learned <laughs> Brilliant. over the course See, of our recording. Just for the, for the benefit of the listeners, Alan messaged me yesterday and said, oh, I've got a quiz for you. Let's do it. Let's record tomorrow. So I, I've got very little <laughs> idea of what's coming, to be perfectly honest. But I'm sure we're all going to have fun. I can't give you any prep time. <laughs> yeah, I got a little quiz. It's just a way to kind of look at some of the little bits of trivia we looked at. And I uh, got a music quiz as well. Oh. That is going to be the main bulk of this. The, the, the thing is, before we get started on this, just generally speaking, quizzes are a pretty surefire way for me to lose my right. <laughs> Because I used to be, like, in my 20s, I was, a, I was a good man to have on your pub quiz team. I had good general knowledge. But now, at the age of 45, I can't remember anything. <laughs> so this is going to be a podcast of you asking questions and me going, Oh, for God's sake, I know this. <laughs> I, think, I think I've pitched this at a pretty good level. Most of this stuff is referring to things we have talked about in the episodes. So, <laughs> I, you know, you... Yeah, some of those episodes were over, well, four days ago. So... <laughs> No, I'm looking forward to this, but 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 I, I'm you know I'm just trying to manage your expectations. <laughs> so before we get into the quiz proper, just a little thing that I did, which I can kind of try and get a question out of it. But basically, what I did was I thought I'll look at all the sitcoms that we looked at, which were Steptoe and Son, Bread, One Foot in the Grave, Rising Damp, Dear John, Time Gentleman, Please. Yeah, and I thought I'm going to look at the cast of these shows and see who appeared in more than one uh, of these things. Oh. oh, that's interesting. And I literally went through every cast member, like straight down to like people who made one appearance in one episode and, you know, had, didn't have any lines. Anyone who was credited on IMDb. It, it ended up taking a lot longer than I really anticipated, and <laughs> frankly, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't really that interesting in the end. <laughs> Did you find anyone? <laughs> yes, there are several, but it wasn't worth it. But I've done it now, so I'm going to milk it for some information, whether you like it or not. <laughs> So first of all, there were 35 people who appeared in more than one of our shows. Get out of town. Obviously, most of them are just jobbing actors who are just a postman in this, a policeman in that, that sort of thing. Sure. So not particularly interesting, but there were a few more notable people. And I want to, I guess the question is, can can you name anyone? I, I know for a fact that there's three that we mentioned in our episodes that, oh, and this person was in so-and-so as well. So let's see what you can do. Well, let me, I've got in front of me on, I'm, I'm, I promise I'm not going to cheat while we're doing this, but I, all I've got in front of me is a list of those six sitcoms, because that's the sort of level of <laughs> yeah, help yeah, I need. Enough, yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at that list. Oh, oh, I've got one. I've got one. Mm-hmm. We know that, I, I know that Leonard Rossiter was in Steptoe. He was in a couple of times, wasn't he? That is correct. Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah, made two guest appearances uh, in The Lead Man Cometh. Uh, yeah, we talked the... about that in the episode. So th- th- that's where he, he steals the... Yeah. He steals the lead and, and tries to sell it to the Steptoes. And then the other one where he's escaped convict. 
That's right, yes. And and I'll give you this one as well, because I, I don't think you'll get this one. The other escaped convict in that episode, uh, an actor called J.G. Devlin, well, he also appeared in Bread on a sort of semi-regular basis as the Irish priest, the local priest. I was just going to guess with that name, was he a, <laughs> was he a priest? <laughs> so uh, a little connection between the two of them there, so I'll give you that one. Was uh, uh, Patrick and Pippa, was Janine Davitsky in an episode of Bread or something like that? No, no. Not Angus Deaton, surely. No, 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 no. Janine Davitsky is the sort of person who would have turned up in one foot in the... Um, in, um, exactly, yeah. Yeah, Dear John or something, playing an alcoholic. <laughs> is that not right? No, I'm afraid not. Okay, so two of the one-to-one club members... Okay. ...also appeared in One Foot in the Grave... All right, so let's let's go through those then. So um, we have Kate, who's frigid. Did she? I've forgotten the actor's name. But did she appear Lang. in uh, Belinda Lang? Thank you. No, yes. no, it's not her. Yeah, oh, no. Peter Blake then. Peter Blake. No, we know that no, we talked no, about no, him. No. Oh, You've had goodness. too many guests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not many of them left. Is it the old lady? <laughs> yeah. Well, Jean Chalice. We mentioned this in our episode that Jean Chalice was uh, who plays Mrs. Arnott. She is also. In One Foot in the Grave, in the episode that we watched for One Foot in the Grave. Oh, do you know what? I remember you telling me that when we recorded the podcast and me going, oh, my word. Well, I never. <laughs> and I just had exactly the same reaction. <laughs> <laughs> and Jean Chalice also was in an episode of Bread, just oh. as one episode. And she is the only person that I found who was in three of these shows. So <laughs> Makes it all worthwhile, doesn't it? That made it all worthwhile. Uh, and the other one was Rachel Bell, who plays Louise in uh, Dear John. She was in an mm-hmm. episode of One Foot in the Grave as well. I see. Is that, have we got any connections with Time Gentleman, please? Because that, yeah, that feels two. like there's two different... from that as well. If you want to have a look, link of that, yeah, Time Gentleman, please, then, because that feels like well, it was definitely later in terms of timing than than the others, but also feels like kind of different because it was on Sky. It just sort of feels mm-hmm. like a. Yeah, a separate entity. But also, like, bear in mind when we said "time gentlemen," please. A lot of the regulars in that aren't they're not actors. actors. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> so that's stand-up comedians, down. which would be generous. <laughs> Graham Fellows, did he? Has he appeared in anything? Uh, no, I like it though. I like that as an answer. I like, like the no, idea of Graham about. Fellows turning up in in bread. That would have been quite funny. <laughs> well, I can't forgive you for missing one that we actually talked about. Phil Daniels. Phil Daniels. So, what, what was he in then? He was in an episode of One Foot in the Grave, which I mentioned uh, definitely in in One Foot in the Grave episode, I think. (laughs) Did you say, five minutes ago, did you say this is not even officially part of the quiz yet? And I've already (laughs) got four things wrong that you've already told me. (laughs) Phil Daniels in one episode of One Foot in the Grave in which he attempts to kidnap and presumably going to murder Angus Deaton. And the other one is Roy Heather, who plays the old man in Time Gentleman, yeah. please. Uh, the regular old man. He was in an episode of Bread as well. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't really expect you to do that very well on that. <laughs> but probably a bit better than I actually did. <laughs> <laughs> one last thing. Um, so there's an episode of Steptoe and Son called Seven Steptorai, which is kind of a take on Seven Samurai, in which they end up in a fight <laughs> with a group of people. And this group of people, presumably seven of them, were played by a group of stunt performers. Bill Weston, who again was in this Seven Step to Rye episode. So many years later, he was in a few episodes of One Foot in the Grave as a sort of stunt arranger, stunt performer. But most notably, I noticed he was credited as a stunt performer in the very last episode of One Foot in the Grave. Spoiler Are you telling alert. me that he is he is the <laughs> man who went under the car? He would have been about 60 years old at the time and an wow. experienced stunt performer. So I suspect so, yes, I reckon he probably is. Bill Weston, shout out. 
Um, okay, that was the result of several hours it took me to go through the credits. <laughs> you can stop going on about it. <laughs> really wasn't worth it. Just, just saying no. Okay. So I've got a music quiz for you. I've actually, I've got so much material for this, I've had to break up into a few parts. So this is part one of the music quiz. And what the quiz is, mm. I've gone through, again, just the regular cast members or the regular supporting cast of the shows yeah. we looked at. Yeah. Looked at all those actors and I found clips of them singing. Okay, all right. For a variety of different circumstances, personal life, a job, yeah. um, in character. So... Uh, I'm going to play you the clips. You've got to figure out who it is. And, and again, it is, it's, they're all just regulars or, or principal cast members of the shows we looked at. So here is number one. Know this one. I tell them keep you cool, that's how you get the chicks to drool. If you want to have a ball, you gotta get the chicks to fall. Well, then I let them smack them round and round. I let them smack them round and round. I think I know that. Was that Peter Blake? It was Peter Blake. Yes. I think, do you know what? I think I might have, when we were researching the Dear John episode, I think I might have heard that. What? What? what tell me what the clip is. Well, I did. We did. I did mention this in the episode as well. Um, so, in the seventies, Peter Blake was uh, the star of an uh, an advert or a series of adverts called, for right. Pepsi, called yes. "Lip Smacking Pepsi Cola," in which he's like a nineteen fifties Happy Days grease kind of yes. guy. You sent me a copy of that. That's how I remember it. Well, that is not from the advert. That is the single he released off the back of that. So that's wow. "Lip Smacking Rock and Rolling," nineteen seventy seven. So, uh, lip got to smacking number rock and rolling. Uh, but well done, you got that one. Okay, here is number two. That sounded like Leonard Rossiter. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you recognise the song? Did you? Did you? Could you tell? It what was. It was the. It was the Queen song from Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> and I'm only, I know what it's called, but I'm only saying that because I can't stand Queen, and it, it amuses me to annoy Queen fans. <laughs> uh, it's not Leonard Rossiter. <laughs> can't imagine him doing doing a karaoke Queen song. But the choice of song is relevant. This is this was the actor just appearing like as himself talking and being interviewed and stuff. Mm. But he was talking about a specific character he plays, and when he was singing along, he was kind of doing it in character, sort of unofficially. So he was sort of doing a silly voice and singing a bit badly. See, this makes me feel like it has to be "Time, Gentlemen, Please." Right. I don't know, maybe I couldn't. Maybe I wasn't hearing it very well. Is it Al Murray? <laughs> it was Al Murray. Yes, kind I, of. I, as I couldn't hear the voice all that well. Yeah, it's not a particularly clear clip. But uh, yeah, that was obviously doing the Queen song because the pub landlord loves Queen. Sure. I can tell now that you've told me, but this is like a moment of revelation for me that Leonard Rossiter and the pub landlord sound very similar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so next one. Phantom faces at the window. 
phantom shadows on the floor. Opera, operatic scene. Empty chairs and empty tables. I know this. I know this. This is Graham Bickley. <laughs> well done, yes, it's correct. Yes, it's because, Bickley. Alan, because I, I listened. I remember you telling me <laughs> that he was star of musical theatre. Yes. And that, whatever crap that was, had musical theatre plastered all that, over it. That crap was empty chairs, empty tables from Les Miserables. Uh, you know. I've got no time for that. <laughs> a very good song and a very good performance. You see, Les Miserables, that, is, that could be converted into a quality sitcom. If you just have all the singing out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you nailed that one. Graham Bickley, of course, who um, plays the second Joey in Bread, but was uh, primarily a musical theatre actor. Well, still is, I believe. Well done. Okay, uh, next one. I'm nothing special. In fact, I'm a bit of a bore. No, you're not. Not boring. <laughs> but if Comedy. I tell a joke, you've probably heard it before. I don't believe that. No, you probably have. But I have talent, a wonderful thing. I got it. Because everyone listens when I start to sing. I'm so grateful and proud. All I want is to sing it out loud. You yeah, say okay, you, you recognise that, that was Alan Partridge, so that's a big that's a big clue, yeah. <laughs> I recognised Alan Partridge first, and that was Rebecca Front with him. I actually yeah, remember that. That's from um, Knowing Me, Knowing You, isn't it? It is, and she's a really good singer in that. I haven't heard her sing yeah. anything else, but she's very good in that. Obviously, Alan Partridge isn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well done. Yeah, nailed that one. Uh, okay, next one. Suddenly, suddenly it happens, and the dream comes true. Wonderfully, beautifully it happens and your world is new. Magically, you're holding the golden prize. I think, just from the vowel sounds of the intonation, that was Annette Crosby. It was indeed Annette Crosby. Yes, yeah, well done. you just I could pull out the Scottish accent there. She's got a very distinct voice. That is Suddenly It Happens, a song. Um, it's from a film called The Slipper and the Rose from 1976. It's some sort of Cinderella version. Okay, next one. As I was a walking down Paradise Street To be way blow the man down A flash looking packet I chance for to me Oh, give me some time to blow the man down I mean, I'm just going off the Irish accent here. Was that Wilfred Bramble? <laughs> no, it was not, I'm afraid. Nice oh. theory. Let's see. It wasn't um, Richard Wilson, was it? No, I'm afraid not. I'll give you a massive clue. It was 1956 that was uh, that song was released. And if it's not Wilfred Bramble... Oh, really? So it was Harry Corbett? It is, that was Harry H. Corbett, yeah. I can sort of tell, but it, it doesn't. it's not obviously him. I think, yeah, I think you can tell when you know. Yeah, he was obviously doing an Irish accent in that. Um, that's Blow the Man Down. It's from a 1956 album of sea shanties, as far as I can oh, tell. I mean, Blow the Man Down is a is a classic drinking song. Well, that's it. It was. I think this album was sea shanties, and he was just on that song. He was just brought in as a jobbing singer. Sea shanties. Well, you see, the young people these days, the TikTokers, they think they've invented the sea shanty, don't they? <laughs> Nonsense. Okay, last one for this round. Uh, nice quick one for you. Let's see how you get on. Candlelight 
Right, so that's a Spice Girls song, which which t- dates it. That's got to be from the 90s. So, oh gosh, right. So there's got to be someone from Time Gentleman, please, or maybe One Foot in the Grave. Am I looking for the woman or the man? Uh, the woman. I mean, she obviously, that's that's from a show. She's in character there and putting on an accent, so might throw you a little bit. Yeah, oh, okay. Was it Julia Sawala? No... It's not, it's not Emma Pearson, the second series to this while, is it? <laughs> uh, no, that was Janine Davitsky. Oh, damn it. And in her role uh, on Benidorm, where she's uh, apparently right, okay. a Yorkshire woman. So it's quite recent, uh, relatively recently. Yeah. So like they're doing karaoke in the show. You know? That is the end of the first music quiz. You got a few. I don't think you need to be too ashamed. Uh, I don't think we need to keep score, do we? <laughs> it's just for fun. <laughs> the points don't matter. Uh, next up, I've got a quick fire quiz. So I've just got 10 questions, I think, or 11, something like that. And these are all pretty much based on things we talked about on the show. Oh, so <laughs> this is this is like, how much did you retain? <laughs> it, this is a memory test. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> well, oh, Terrific. <laughs> well, what I might do is just leave a little pause after you've asked the question, just so our, our listeners can have a little go. Before I, <laughs> yeah, I leap in with the answer. Obviously. <laughs> okay, I'll start you with an easy one. I think you'll definitely get this one. Which actor played identical twins in an episode of One Foot in the Grave? It's not an episode you watched, but we talked about it. Is it Richard Wilson? <laughs> no, no. Do, no. Did we find out Victor had a brother? No, I'm afraid not. Oh, it man. is something we know. talked about specifically. It was just a guest actor. I'm not going to no, get this. I don't oh, remember. Dear me. Your memory's worse than Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was Christopher Ryan. Christopher Ryan, yes, okay, I remember you telling me that, yes, I apologise. <laughs> I that was I had high hopes for that one. <laughs> that was the easy one. <laughs> Jesus. The, the funny thing is, I've listened to this, those podcasts when I recorded them, when I was actually speaking them, then I listened to them during the edit, and then I've listened to them again when they went out, and I still can't remember anything. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, I'll test a bit more of your just knowledge then. Carla Lane wrote two sitcoms in the 80s with Felicity Kendall as the lead. Can you name one of them? <laughs> well, I won't go for both. I want to say Butterflies, but was that Felicity Kendall? That wasn't Felicity Kendall, was no, it? No, it was Wendy Craig in that. Wendy Craig, yes, I'm mixing the two up, as was The Nanny. See, I've just got those two in my head now, so you're going to yeah. you're gonna have to help me, bail me out. Oh, dear. Okay, what so were the Felicity Kendall ones? Solo uh, in 1981-82, featuring an early performance from Peter Howitt. And The Mistress. Yes, we talked about that quite a lot, yeah. Okay, speaking of Peter Howitt then, obviously he went on to be a film director. Can you name two films that he has directed? (laughs) (laughs) He he, he directed Johnny English. He did, and he didn't direct the other Johnny English, so that even... Which is the one I have committed to memory. (laughs) Because I got in my head that he he, he directed Bean, but he didn't, did he? Because in my head... That's the same thing as Johnny English. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. You're going to have to help me out with it because I, I don't know what else he directed. Um, his first film, a film he wrote and directed, had Gwyneth Paltrow in it. Sliding Doors. Sliding Doors. Oh, sliding Doors. That, yes, well done. Thank you. Um, a couple others. Uh, Antitrust was one and Laws of Attraction. And some others he did. But we did talk about Sliding Doors. You're right. We did talk about that. Yes. All right. I know you'll definitely get this one. In what sitcom does Peter Blake play a welsh lorry driver 
Dog food, Dan, and the Carmarthen Cowboy. <laughs> Yay, well done. <laughs> a series that I have done a little bit on, on our Forgotten Sitcom series on the YouTube channel, so go and check that out. I did a little review of the whole series. It's not a great show. <laughs> Joe Allen, I really enjoyed that video you put together on that. I do, I do remember that series. I watched it when it went out, but the only real thing I could remember about it were... I remember two things. Number one was the theme tune, and number two was one of the well, dog food Dan's obsession with driving an abnormal load. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta have some sort of aspirations in life. Yeah, what is life if not you know the pursuit of dreams, <laughs> pursuit of abnormal loads? Uh, okay, next question. If you don't get this right, I'm leaving. Uh, <laughs> Rising damp, as we know, began as a play. Okay, bonus question. What was it called? The Banana Box. Yeah, okay. I knew, yes! I knew you'd know that. But who played the original uh, Rigsby, who was then Rooksby, Rooksby in the original production? Do I get a point for Rooksby? I knew it was I'll Rooksby. give you that. Go on then. <laughs> who played him originally in the very first production of the play? They wanted Len Roster. He wasn't available. So they got someone else. Do you know, I'm going to be sat, I'm going to be sat in a home with dementia. <laughs> Not that long from now. <laughs> and they're going to listen to this episode and say, the signs were there. <laughs> This is something we definitely talked about. I know. Oh, I know we talked about it. <laughs> now go and tell me. It is someone connected to another show that we've done. Was it Harry Corbett? <laughs> no, it was Wilfred Bramble. Oh, God's sake. Do you know what? Do you know, what, Alan, the first question you asked earlier about people who've been in both, and I started saying something about Wilfred Bramble, that, that's, it was that sort of loosely half-remembered memory of Rooksby in the banana box. That's what I was... Oh, oh dear me, you're letting yourself down. <laughs> well, I hope our listeners are doing better than you. Okay, so back in his sketch writing days, David Renwick had a, a regular writing partner. I'm not going to even pretend that you're going to remember that name. It's <laughs> Andrew Marshall. Thank you. So the yes. question is, which 90s sitcom did Andrew Marshall write that we talked about in our episode? Can't I get a point for Alexi Sales stuff, which I loved, <laughs> and they both wrote on? No. This is a 90s sitcom written by Andrew Marshall. No, I don't know. I'm not going to remember. There is also a connection to one of our other shows. Is it 2.4 Children? It is 2.4 Children. Yeah, I did remember that. I had that in the back of my mind, but it wasn't... Yeah, okay. There we go. I got that right. I'm having that. Okay, next question. There's no way you're going to remember this name, (laughs) but if you can vaguely explain to me who it is, I'll give you... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how the bar has lowered. (laughs) So... In the Rising Damp film, made in 1980 after the series had finished, Richard Beckinsale had died, but because they were using a lot of the old scripts, they needed to find Mate, a like-for-like actor. I know this. Go on. Ask the question. <laughs> Who, which actor was brought in to play that ba- basically the same Oh, it was Christopher Strowley. <laughs> oh, he knows it well. <laughs> How did you remember that? <laughs> I, I, I was the remember. only one I laughed from. Oh, he turned out only when I laugh is the, the and there's a connection with only when I laugh because Richard Wilson was in only when I laugh and he was also in one foot in the grave. Oh yeah, I've got it all. Yeah, got and all who, the who wrote only when I laugh? Oh, don't spoil it. Come on, was it? <laughs> it was um, Eric Chapel. Is Eric Chapel who did Rising? Yes. Dancer. All right, I'm giving you three points for that. <laughs> oh man, I'm coming into my own now. Okay, now this. This is definitely a little bit of trivia that I mentioned in our Time Gentlemen Please episode. Two of our show principals, two, so two principal actors from two different shows, 
mm. are connected by an episode or an appearance on Noel's House Party. Who am I talking about? Um, no, I'm not going to remember. I don't remember. <laughs> okay, so back in the early 90s when Jonathan Morris, off of Bread, was a sexy young celebrity. Yeah. He got, he got gotchered by um, the Edmonds. And uh, one of the actors who was in part of the gotcha, who was obviously an unknown actor at the time, was Rebecca Front. Oh, yeah, you tell us that. I think you told us about that in the Bread episode, though. Not Time Gentleman, please. I could be wrong. No, I think it's in Time Gentleman, <laughs> please, yeah. Uh, okay, I think you'll get this one. I know you'll get at least one answer here. Eric Chappell, who wrote Rising Damp, wrote several other successful sitcoms. How many can you name? Um, one. <laughs> <laughs> Full marks. <laughs> Only when I laugh. Yeah, Certainly. there's and we we went through a few of these in our episode, mm. and you you recognised some of them. I know, and I would recognise them again if only you told me. What if I gave you the phrase "hapless holiday maker"? Duty free. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, yes, that's that's well done. <laughs> um, I think the other one that you will know is "Home to Roost." Yes, that was it. Yes, oh, yeah. I knew there was another one. Yeah, with John Thor. And also, uh, he did uh, The Squirrels, um, The Bounder, which I think is Peter Bowles in that. Do you know, I nearly said The Bounder then. Yeah, I remember The Bounder. I think Peter Bowles did that just off the back of To the Manor Born. It was it was after that. So he was he was quite mm. famous at the time. Okay. Not something we specifically talked about, but it'd be interesting to see if you can make an educated guess at this one. Mm. So of the six shows we looked at, which had the most episodes? Well, that's a good question. So... Steptoe went on for a long time, but had a big mm. break in the middle. Riding damp. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to guess Bread, because it was more like a soap opera than a sitcom. That is correct, yes. Yeah. Bread, I think they had eight series, but some of them were 13 episodes. Yeah, really long, long series, yeah. So Bread had 74 episodes in total. Mm-hmm. Steptoe, 57. One Foot in the Grave, Rising 43. Damp next. Okay. No, One Foot in the Grave had 43. Time Gentleman, Please had 37. Mm. Rising Damp, four series, 28 episodes. And Dear John, just the two series, 14 episodes. Right. Okay. All right. So last question of this round. Again, this is something we did talk about in our episodes. Three of the sitcoms we looked at have American remakes that were Mm -hmm. somewhat successful. Can you name the lead actors of those American remakes? Okay. I'll have a go. Name the shows as a start. That'd be good. Yeah. So Steptoe and Son was remade as Sanford and Son. Mm -hmm. And Red Fox was Sanford. I can't remember the name of Son. The Son was was Demond Wilson. Demond Wilson. That's right. But we said he didn't didn't really go on to do anything else, did he? He's a jobbing actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But here's an interesting thing that I noticed just when I was looking this up. Uh, which I obviously didn't pick up on before. Red Fox, as you may guess, is a stage name. His real name is John Sanford. Ah, that is interesting. Interestingly. But the Sanford in Sanford and Son, his name isn't John. It's something else, Sanford. But obviously they took the Sanford from huh. that. Yeah. Uh, yes, so that was the Stepton Son remake. Uh, the big American remake I'm thinking of is Dear John, mm-hmm. which is a real problem if you're trying to Google image search for <laughs> pictures for social media. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Judd Hirsch plays the main uh, title role. That is correct, yes. Well done. And I know that One Foot in the Grave, they tried to remake that, didn't they? Yeah, we talked about it. I can't can't remember. I I even put a clip of it in the episode. (laughs) 
Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, I can't remember. Remind us, remind us all who how that, how that went. Because it didn't, it didn't last very long, did it? Well, let me remind you, the name of the show was Cosby. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it was Bill Cosby. Yes, yes. And yes, Felicia yes. Rashad totally as the uh, wife. There you go, you should have got that one. I should have got that one. Let's go and do some more music. You were doing a bit better there. It's the, it's the last thing to go. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing again. Actors from the shows we looked at doing some singing and that. So on this clip, I've left quite an extended intro on the beginning of this song, even though it's not the guy singing. It's because I think it'll help you really place it in a time. <laughs> so right. I think it might help. <laughs> what, 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 what? Two, one, two, three, ah! Uh. Come on, yeah. you see that that i mean yeah you that that intro is very jive bunny isn't it very 1990 (laughs) yeah it's a sort of electro i'm wondering if that is one of the the stars of bread yes is it jonathan morris it is jonathan morris of course when he was a sexy young celebrity released a single i don't think it did that well 1989 actually that was uh, released but yeah and obviously a liverpudlian song just to make sure everybody knows what he's doing yes (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, that's well done. I'll give you that one. Okay, here we go. Next one. And if all you've got to do today is hesitate, come here. You can leave it late with me. I have to say, I absolutely. Love that song. Catatonia, my favourite yeah, band yeah. of the late 90s. So, late 90s. Uh, it's got to be either someone from Time Gentleman, please. Or, <laughs> see, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at you on the Zoom here. Just trying to pick any clues out of your face. I'm going to guess at Julia Sawala again. That is correct. Wow. That is Julia Sawala on Celebrity Stars in the Rise. So she is deliberately doing an impression of Karis Matthews. Um, it was a good impression, actually. a bit actually. more like Bjork, if anything. <laughs> it I thought it was all right. I thought it was yeah. all right. Yeah, it was a good, solid performance. That, yeah. See, I'm pleased with this. So the last two, Jonathan Morris and Julia Sawala, I've got through logic and knowledge, not through having to dredge my old memory. <laughs> well done. <laughs> the Don't next one. <laughs> I'll be very impressed if you get this next one, but let's let's give it a go. Is that song called Skid Row Romeo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, uh, I, it sounded very old-fashioned. It sounded very sort of 
uh, end of the 60s type time. So I'm going to yeah. guess Richard Beckinsale. Oh, okay. I see where you're coming from there. Uh, no. But Richard Beckinsale is a Skid Row Romeo. Look at him. He's gorgeous. <laughs> Maybe the song's more sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. No, go on. Tell me. That was Peter Denyer, who is Ralph ah, in right. Dear yeah, John. Yeah. Obviously, well before that. That song was actually released in 1972. And it's... In the same way that the guys from Steptoe and Son did, it's the kind of song, kind of unofficially, his character from the sh- a show, which was Please Sir in this in mm-hmm. this case. He played this kind of naive sort of skid row yeah. <laughs> yeah, kid. You can hear the voice, like you can recognize when you know. And now you've said I can, yes. yeah, I can pull that. Okay, next one. This is a bit of a toughie. Here we go. When you met, you wore my cloak, she could not have seen your face. She believed she dined with me in her master's borough place. Furtively with scoff and quaff stealing, what in truth is my when it's late and modesty, starched a mellow with the wine. That, that sounded like a classically trained actor trying to be a classically trained singer <laughs> and doing his very best, but not really being good enough. <laughs> Was that Leonard Rossiter? <laughs> no, but you know what? I can hear that there. I, I understand where you're coming from there. But no, I'm afraid that's not correct. So the clip is, is, is kind of a show within a show because that is a clip from Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. That specifically is the film version, although I believe this actor played it on stage as well. So it's from the film version with Gerard Butler that was made in 2004 or something like that, if that helps. Is it Phil Daniels? No, it is Victor Maguire. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see so that. We did, we did I can see how that would happen. He'd done a bit of West End stuff as well, but yeah, it's a pretty sturdy operatic voice. Can I tell you when I much. when I lived in London in the in the late nineties, a friend who had a birthday decided that she wanted to take us all to see Phantom of the Opera, <laughs> and yeah. I've I've never forgiven her. <laughs> <laughs> I was actively furious. It was so bad. It's just not for me. Listen, I, I shouldn't say it was bad. It's just not for me. I'm not a musicals guy. Okay, next one. <laughs> Somebody hold me too close. Somebody hurt me too deep. Somebody sit in my chair and ruin my sleep. Before I answer, can I ask you, is this a bit of a trick question? Yes. <laughs> Is that Judd Hirsch? It is, yes. Well done. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> Very good. That is the only kind of wild card in there. Everything else okay. is, is legit. No, it was good. Uh, but yeah, that is a clip from Taxi, where for some reason he just started playing a song on piano. It didn't seem to be a joke, from what I could tell. So yes, that one was Judd Hirsch. Well done. This next clip, there is a, a lead singer who is not who I'm looking for, although it is a well-known sitcom actor. I'm looking for the person who's doing the backing vocals, which is going to be tough. But if you recognize the lead singer, it'll help sort of place it. Oh, okay. my God. <laughs> All right, you ready? I believe Prince Charles got good old level grade. And that Reagan has got presidential aids. It was obviously from the early 80s, <laughs> some sort of review, hilarious, <laughs> university-educated 
<laughs> Comedians. Yeah. Was it Al Murray? No, no, it wasn't. No. Bit, you know, you'd have been a bit late for that. Hang on, hang on. Let that, me have another yeah, think. Yeah. Let me have another think. So. Uh, he would still have been at uni at that point. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. It was yeah. Angus Deaton, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, he would have been at that university age at that, that point. So let me think now. Who would have been the lead singer? Was the lead singer Mel Smith? No, it's quite a distinctive voice. It sounded like... Because I, it, it, I thought it was not the nine o'clock news at first. It's you're close. It's Rowan Atkinson. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure what that was from. Obviously, it wasn't not the nine o'clock news. I don't think Angus Dieter was involved in that. Uh, the clip I got it from was from Saturday Night Live. So it must have just been some little sketch thing. But yeah. I saw a few clips of them doing essentially the same act and different things. Do you know, I don't want to potentially spoil a future question here, but did you, have you seen Angus Deaton's Bee Gees knockoff band? That Ooh, him and two other, I think Michael I have, Fenton actually. Hughes, Michael Fenton Hughes or Michael Fenton Smith? Anyway, Fenton three Stevens. actors... That's it, thank you. Michael Fenton-Stevens, Angus Deaton, and someone else. And they did a Bee Gees piss take. And they, they actually, were, they were quite big. He went, they went and toured in Australia and all sorts of things. Uh, yeah, well done. We've got some more music coming up later. I've got another uh, quick quiz for you. Okay, so this little quiz I'm calling Comedy Connections. Oh, and, great. Uh, so what I did was I, I just got a starting point and then I, I asked a question and then the answer of that question sort of inspired the next question, right? Is this like six degrees of step toe? Kind of, but it was just sort of in the random order that I Go went. Go for it. <laughs> right. So I did try and bring it back to things we'd done at, at points. But yeah, some of these are more sitcom knowledge, general knowledge. Okay, so Steptoe and Son, of course, was written by Galton and Simpson. How did they meet? Oh, I know this. They met uh, in a sanatorium because they both had TB when they were young. That's correct. And next question. Ray Galton later wrote a sitcom based... On those experiences. Now the question isn't what is it called, but you want to start Good. with that? <laughs> I can't remember what it was called. Do you remind me what it was called? Because I can it's remember called, stuff about it. It's called Get Well Soon. Get Well Soon, that's right. Yes, but that on, wasn't the, the question. question. So um, I did a little forgotten sitcoms video about Get Well Soon as well. Check out the YouTube video. But I wanted to ask you which actors play the two leads. It's Eddie Marson. Yes. Because I'm a big Eddie Marson fan. And... Go on, remind Tell me. Tell me. Uh, Matthew Cottle. Matthew Cottle. From Game On. From Game On. Okay, so Matthew Cottle, as you correctly uh, identified there, uh, did appear in Game On. Uh, <laughs> I asked this on. question... I'm ready for Game On. ...with some trepidation. The character of Matthew in Game On was played by two different actors. Can you name <laughs> either of them? Ben Chaplin. Yes, well done. <laughs> I, can't, I, don't, I, I don't think I even know the, the name of the second. I don't think this is a bad memory thing. Who, who yeah. did play the second That's Matthew? That's fair enough, yeah. The second Matthew was Neil Stuke. Yeah. Neil I Stuke. can picture his face, but I, the name doesn't ring a bell, actually. Well, my next question regards him. Um, so oh, Neil Stuke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck. So Neil Stuke obviously was in Game On. In 2009 and 2010... He was in a sitcom, which was a remake of a 70s sitcom. He played the titular character's boss. So he was a sporting cast member. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Because that's the question. What am I on about? Um, a well-known 70s show was remade in 
to less acclaim. Was it the one, the thing that Martin Clunes made? It was Martin Clunes in the lead, yes. I can't, I, can't, I can't remember what it was, but I can picture it. I can picture Martin Clunes and... Yeah, but go on, tell me what it was, because I can't uh, remember. Well, the remake was called Reggie Perrin. That's right, yes. And we see yes, a remake yes, yes. of Fallen Rise, Reginald Perrin. So, Reginald Perrin was originally played by Leonard Rossiter. Mm-hmm. Rossiter appeared in a couple of Kubrick films. Do you know what yes. films he appeared in? Yes, he appeared in 2001, which we talked about. Yeah. Uh, which I always find weird. Um, but I, you told me he also appeared in Barry Lyndon, which I've not seen. That's correct, yes. And... Uh, just to connect to that, so Stanley Kubrick, he liked his, he, he, he filmed all his stuff in Britain, the latest stuff anyway, and he liked his comedy actors. So which famous sitcom actor appears as the chief prison guard in A Clockwork Orange? You know, I've actually, confession, I've never seen A Clockwork Orange. I know, it's got a big hole in my film. Well, he was in, uh, he was an original cast member of Last of the Summer Wine. Okay. And he is most famous, of course, for playing an Indian servant to the British concert party in It Ain't Half Hot Mom. Uh, I can't remember his name. Michael something, isn't it? Yes, Michael Bates. Yes, thank you. Yes. Yeah, so, I didn't know that one. I, I would never have got that. Well, next question, uh, connecting to It Ain't Half Hot Mom. So one of the members of the concert party, one of the sort of lesser members, was played by Kenneth MacDonald. No, name doesn't seem to mean anything to you from the look on your face, but he would go on in the 80s to become more famous as the landlord of which sitcom pub? Was it the pub from Only Fools and Horses? It is. Yes, but I can't... The Nags Head, the Nags Head. The Nags Head, yes, well done. Kenneth MacDonald. Yes, that plays the landlord of the Nags Head. Yes. So, yes, uh, Only Fools and Horses there, written by John Sullivan, of course. But according to legend that I um, told you in our episode, John Sullivan got his start by discreetly passing a s- sketch scripts to which comedy actor? Was it Ronnie Barker? It was Ronnie Barker, yes, because John yeah. Sullivan was working in the props department on Porridge. So yes, it was Ronnie Barker. And Ronnie Barker, of course, worked on Porridge alongside Richard Beckinsale. What sitcom was Richard Beckinsale filming at the time of his death? Yeah, I don't remember. I, I do know we talked about it, but I'm not going to remember the name of it. I don't know if I mentioned this. I watched an episode of it just to sort of see what it was. But yeah, um, I don't think we talked about it. Uh, it's called Bloomers. Yeah, I think we did talk about it. it was, yeah, go on. Uh, so there's only five episodes of Bloomers because he died before they managed to do yeah. the last one. I think, if I recall correctly, when he didn't turn up for rehearsals, that's when they sent someone round to knock on his door and find out what was going on. And oh God. obviously it was uh, not a good situation. So next question. One of the co-stars in Bloomers is David Swift. No, okay. Once so again, Swift. Alan looks at my face on the Zoom call and realizes <laughs> I am out of my depth. Well, here we go. David Swift is probably going to be best known to you because he played a newsreader in which 90s topical sitcom? Okay, I know who you mean now. It's yes. uh, <laughs> Drop the Dead Donkey. Yeah. And he plays the Andrew Neil proxy. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, well done. Okay, so last question, just to round this one off. Uh, so another star of Drop the Dead Donkey is Neil Pearson. And back when he was a young man in 1984, he was appearing on stage in the lute at the Lyric Theatre. Why is that notable for our purposes? Because that is the play that Leonard Rossiter was appearing in when he died. That is correct, yes. I think it might have even been Neil Pearson who was on stage waiting for Rossiter to... Oh, God, was it the same? Oh, right. Go it wasn't on, just the same play. It was the actual yeah, yeah. same production, right? Okay. Yes, that's correct, yes. 
Uh, so there you go. That's it. That's the end of that round. Did all right there, I think. Yeah. Not too bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last bit, last thing. We've got some more music clips here. Back to our principal actors. Here they are singing. Who the hell is it? Let's try one here. Okay, yeah, this is a good one. It's quite a long clip, this, but it's a nice song. <laughs> so there we go. I please a penny, a penny is tuppence and one and a half is fourpence the old. Yes, ninepence is fourpence and tenpence is fourpence. They'll give us a bob now for five. I mean, you might as well be saying, Adult! <laughs> Very distinctive voice, isn't it? You can't. You can't disguise that as Wilfred yeah, Bramble. That was him in his prime. Um, could you tell what he was singing about there? Could you make out the lyrics? No, I couldn't make out the words. Um, it was <laughs> something. A penny is tuppence and eight knees a penny. It was. It's called the decimal song. Oh my god! So what? So you're telling me that the the Her Majesty's Treasury enlisted <laughs> Wilfred Bramble to simplify decimalization to the masses. No, I think it was more uh, a song in, in response to uh, confusion <laughs> over decimalization. <laughs> it was uh, art imitating reality there. Uh, yeah, that is called The Decimal Song. Could you guess what year that might have been released? In 1971, I guess. <laughs> That's correct, Felton. That's nice, though. I think we should have more of that. It was just like sitcom actors just releasing topical songs about things that are going yeah. on. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, Phil Daniels' Brexit song. <laughs> Next one. Whatever you want, whatever you like, whatever you say, you pay your money and take your choice. Whatever you need, whatever you use, whatever you win, whatever you lose. I could take you home on the midnight train again. I could make an offer you can't I'm going to have to guess that was Richard Wilson. Uh, no. Have you got any kind of sense of like what time that might be or what era? Well, I mean, it's a status quo song, isn't it? But the quo are timeless, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, did you recognise that that was quite an elderly voice there? It seemed like it's sort of an old, yeah. older guy's voice. I'll let you know, this was, this was done before the show that he appeared in. Okay. Is it the old man from Time Gentleman, please? No. It is an old man from Time Gentleman, Please, but not the old man. It's Barry Gosney. Oh, it's, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who plays Uncle Barry. Uh, Uncle Barry, who's actually Please. his dad. So that is, of course, a clip from the Harry Hill show, right. in which the regular joke was they got this old man on who couldn't seem to act or sing and then get him to sing. And uh, uh, you, you didn't even get the bonus point there that Al Murray was in the backing of that. <laughs> so that was Harry Hill and Al Murray doing the status quo yeah. uh, impression at the back okay that was a toughie uh what have we got next okay yeah this is an interesting one ain't the years gone by fast though i suppose that you have missed them though i almost forgot to ask Did you hear of my enlistment? Funny, I've been there 
you've been here We ain't had no time to drink that beer Cause I understand you've been running from the man That goes by the name of the Sandman He flies the sky like an eagle in the eye of a hurricane that's abandoned I'm going to be honest with you, I quite like that. <laughs> that could have, see, like trying to date that, that could have been a kind of late 60s ballad or equally a mid-2000s <laughs> indie rock ballad. <laughs> My first thought was Phil Daniels. Phil Daniels is correct. It is, right, okay. Yes. So when was that then? Time that, date that for me. That's Phil Daniels in 1975, when he would have been about 16. I, I, I quite like that. <laughs> And that was on some sort of TV show, which I think must have been some sort of like youth show and they have people on doing songs and stuff. The other person singing in that, struggling to harmonize together, was Gary Kemp. Gary Kemp? An equally young Gary Kemp. Wow. Yeah. Spandau Ballet. Yeah, that was an interesting one. There's a clip of that on YouTube. It was a little bum fluff tash and all that. It's quite nice. To be honest with, I'll be honest with you, that's, that's the best thing I've ever heard Phil Daniels do. <laughs> A quick one now. All the prices are low Whenever you go That's as the price Classic. You see, as the price, as they have just reinstituted that as the price jingle, haven't they? Yeah, but right. I'm guessing that was from the first time around. I think that was one of the stars of bread because there was right. a slight scouse twang to it. Was there? Maybe not. But judging by your face, I'm wrong. So let me have another <laughs> think. It's not Richard Beckinsale, is it? It is Richard Beckinsale. Oh, wow. Must have been the late 70s in an advert for Asda Price. And here's a little interesting tidbit for you. Uh, someone else who appears in the advert as an unspeaking, essentially a featured extra role, is Kenneth MacDonald. Who is later became the uh, landlord of the Nag's Head in Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> That's correct. And <laughs> Kenneth MacDonald, he died in 2001 quite suddenly of a heart attack. He was only 50. But one of his very last credited appearances was just in one episode of Time, Gentlemen, Please. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I can okay. connect anything, man. The circle is complete. Okay, there's two more, but this one is impossible. So <laughs> you're not going to get it. Singing at the moon, seaside pleasure and all that shagging around. That was all right as well. <laughs> well, give me, give me a bit of a clue then. Steer me in the right direction. Okay. That song, it's not really a proper song. It's just, it, it seems to have been made specifically for a film just to be in the back, backing music for something. Uh, and it's from the film Laws of Attraction. Ah, now, Laws of Attraction was directed by Peter Howitt. Yeah. Was that Peter Howitt singing? <laughs> that was, well, according to the credits of Laws of Attraction, that song is co-written and co-performed by Peter Howitt. So I think oh, his voice is in there somewhere, but there's a, it's sort of the two people singing at the same time. So, Okay, very last one. I think there's a nice easy one to finish you off with. There we go. <laughs> What's the use of worrying and keeping <laughs> when days are long, keep on smiling through? Spread a little happiness to dreams come true. It's the midnight now, here we go. I mean, it's obviously Richard Wilson, but I am so curious to know the story behind that. 
Well, that is Richard Wilson, yes. And obviously, that is his appearance with Zig and Zag on The Big Breakfast. Uh, I I think I've seen that on YouTube. And you've never seen anyone as unhappy to be there. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those moments where you think, is he... Is he doing the character or is he living the character? <laughs> I think he knew what he was doing. He was having a good time. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's the that's the quiz. Well, I, I enjoyed that when we got past the embarrassment of not remembering anything you've told me over the last three months. Yeah, was, your memory is obviously shocking. But, uh, yeah. I've got a few other tidbits that was just sort of like little bits of trivia and stuff that I found, on, which I don't think I managed to squeeze into the episodes. I may, I may be repeating some of these, I'm not sure. In in our episode of Stepton Son that we watched, Cross Swords, mm. did did you notice that the antique store that they go to with Derek Nimmo mm. is called Galton's? I did not notice. It's called Galton's. Trivia. Did they ever go to a Simpsons? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, bit of bit of bread uh, info. Um, so I, I did a where are they now uh, mm-hmm. video for bread. So I went through the major cast members of bread and sort of like what have they done since the show. You can find that on our YouTube. But basically, since I recorded that, two of them have died. So oh, <laughs> I'll take that. Ronald Forfar, who played um, Dad Freddie Boswell, Dad, he yeah. died in September, I think. And I managed to I managed to um, edit my video before I put it up because I found out about that. But then uh, Eileen Pollock, who played Lilo Lil, she also died mm-hmm. in November. So uh, just updating you on your bread stats there. <laughs> you want to update your info on bread. Um, One Foot in the Grave, we talked about well-known guest stars in our episode. Yep. You've forgotten them all. But mm. one that I one that I missed was uh, an appearance by a young Lucy Davis in um, uh, okay. in one episode, pre The Office, mm-hmm. 96, I think it was. So I missed okay. that one. I thought I'd better let you know about that. That cropped up when I was going through all the cast members. <laughs> oh, <laughs> of course, yes. Yeah. Um, when we were talking about Rising Damp, I mentioned Don Warrington had been on The Dancing Show uh, mm-hmm. in, in recent years, but I didn't realise that he was on the same series as Phil Daniels was also on that same show. Uh, okay. It's a little connection for you. Have he we got, got any other Have we any other connections with either The Dancing Show or maybe The Jungle Programme? No, I did look for The Dancing Show at least, but it's the kind of wrong era really, because yes. yeah. you know, the, the ages of people are a bit old by that. It's the sort of thing Jonathan Morris yeah. probably been on The Jungle, hasn't he? If it had been 10 years earlier. <laughs> uh, and here's here's another sort of sitcom connection for you. You know, they did a, a kind of prequel of Only Fools and Horses called Rock and Chips. Mm-hmm. I don't yes. know if you, you saw that. I never saw it, I'm afraid, but yes, I'm, I'm familiar with it. Well, do you know who played Grandad Trotter in that? The young Grandad, obviously. No, go on, tell me. Phil Daniels. Phil Daniels. All right, okay, I didn't know that. Master no, I didn't of Disguise. Know that. There you go. Uh, okay, um... A little bit of trivia that I got from Time Gentleman, please. So, do you know when Uncle Barry comes along and he's always sort of uh, with two other guys called Dave and Mike? And they kind of have a recurring, they have a little plot arc of their own. So, Dave, out of Dave and Mike, is best known because he played Tinky Winky in the Teletubbies. Is that right? (laughs) Yeah. What a fantastic CV. (laughs) Julia Sawala, obviously, an absolutely fabulous... And there's an episode of Absolutely Fabulous in which Saffron, her character, writes a sort of semi-autobiographical play Mm. and they put on this play and I think the other characters go and see it and it's obviously all about them. Yeah. 
So we have actors playing the characters within the play. Yeah, yeah. And the woman who plays the Saffron character, the Julie Swaller character, is Emma Pearson. Get out of town. Is that right? How did you not mention that? And this is pre-Time Gentleman, please. I think we had so much to say about Time Gentleman, please, that I kind of had to let some things go, you know, because I was... That's extraordinary. Well, that can't be a coincidence, can it? That must have... Like, Richard Herring must have seen that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. Then he broke up with Julia Sawala and he thought, right... Yeah, so that yeah, there you go. It's just some odds and ends that have just sort of cropped up in my little trivia bag. So I thought I'd throw them in here in our little roundup episode. So final thoughts, series one. We've had some laughs. I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it. Are we gonna? We've um, for the benefit of our listeners, we've already decided, and we're not gonna tell you, but we've already decided what epi- what uh, sitcoms we're gonna cover for our next series. So we're gonna start yes. recording those now and get them all watch all the sitcoms record all the podcasts and then we can launch them again and we're planning to release a new series probably in june or july i think is when we'll get that out that's the plan yes and our the shows we're doing span from ooh, 1961 i think to about 2010 the real range of stuff rather like with this series we've tried to get a range of time time scales but we've also tried to get a range of a couple of really big you know, top 10 sitcoms and a couple of perhaps less known or mm. less less well-remembered. <laughs> but it's always good to go back and review these things and uh, and take a look. And there is another one, as in this series where we had Dear John, there is another one of these six that we're going to do that I don't really know anything about. I'm kind of aware of it. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. And yeah, I, apart from the bare bones, I don't know anything. So I'm... I'm in- well, I don't know if I'm looking forward to that because there's about eight series <laughs> to, to watch, but I think they're all going to be exactly the same. <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be fascinating. Uh, but that's it, series one. Yeah, I'd like to thank all the listeners and also uh, thank you for those that have interacted with us on social media. We are on social media on Twitter and Instagram at BritComPod, BritComPod. And we're also on Facebook, a British sitcom history podcast. Um, So please do keep uh, interacting, asking us questions. And Alan will be putting more videos onto YouTube whilst we're away as he does his research. But we'll be back with a new series in June.